Hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Jan Rock Show. It's your boy, Jay. It's your boy, K-Rock. What's going on? Nothing, man. Just, you know, vibing, living life. Word, word. Everything good with you? Oh, yes. Hey, good, bro. Birthday coming up, man. Nigga finna be 22. Time fly. That's true. So that put that means it's about to be like a 10 year relationship, bro. I met you all what 13? 12 ish, 13. Right, the year, right, 12. Yeah, it might be 12. That's crazy. That's crazy as fuck. What you want to, what you want to dive into first? Whack 100. <laughs> I got the baby. Which one? Which one to touch first? Whack one. Let's let's jump into Whack 100. That nigga been bugging out. So this nigga Whack 100 does an interview with DJ Academics and Six Nine. Now for the people who don't know don't know who Whack 100 is, you know what I'm saying? The homie from I guess Compton or whatever, you know. Straight blood, like um, Pyru or whatever. So, you know, he one of the OGs, like, I guess. He one of the OGs out there or whatever. And, you know, he he definitely represent, like, no snitching. You know, all the, you know, all the uh, ancient morals and stuff, you know, that went on back in the day, around, like, 70s or 80s and all that, into the 90s. But, you know, he ends up doing an interview with DJ Academics. Now, personally, I don't like DJ Academics. I, I don't know what he done did positive for the culture at no. all. So he never, I don't I don't really know what he done did that's like positive, you know what I mean? But it just seemed kind of like with whack. Like, what are you, what are you like getting from doing an interview with Six Nine? Like, if for, for what you represent, like, why are you doing that? And then what made it even worse, it was like they did like a behind the scenes where they had like him, they was all on the balcony or whatever, like taking pictures and that shit was crazy. Is, Jay, I got a question. Is the streets dead? I mean, truthfully, I wouldn't know. I don't have it, you know, have no air in the streets and nothing, but as far as like that, that hardcore street, let's see my like that shit. A bunch of hokies pokies to me. You got Whack 100. First of all, his name is, is crazy. Whack, come on, man. Because that was that's some whack shit. You doing a, an interview with DJ Academics that does nothing for the culture at all. He literally does nothing. I don't even know if he's a real DJ. I think he just has the name, whatever. Right. And then you'll be kicking it with 6 9 and you, like you say, you uphold all these street codes and all that. With a snitch, I mean, what it, I said snitch. What does six nine do? I mean, with his case, you know what I'm saying? It's like, and then I don't, I don't understand why he took that. I mean, but then again, whack, whack rap, like his, like his history stuff, he didn't did. I mean, that that's just what he does. I mean, 
he do a lot of cornball stuff in my opinion, but teaches on really. But doing an interview with DJ Academics is crazy. That's the last person I would do an interview with. This I'm I, like my thing is is it like some unwritten like you know value he has to the game because other I don't really see what like he brings because like even if you follow him or whatever I don't know if you really into DJ Academics but he he was popping when we was like maybe like when we started coming into high school or whatever and like that's when the whole um, you know drill music thing was popping or whatever and a lot of times he was getting you know, views and stuff off of people dying in Chicago and stuff like that. So I don't really, I don't know, man. Like he knew all the lingo and everything, bro. That's what he, he feeds off the negative side of hip hop. I say that. Like he'll report on all the deaths report, but he don't ever talk about that like in a positive way. And then the only time I really see him, the only stuff I really be seeing is like he'll tweet out somebody's first week sales and all that. that's something i really see i don't i don't follow him but a lot of his friends i think they're like the white people that's trying to get within our coach like, oh man he's talking that, talking that real stuff that, that's my opinion i think a lot of those a lot of his fans and viewers are, are mainly white people but right? i'm pretty sure he got some black folk in there too but as far as the i don't follow dj Kenny on that line. i just can't follow that Special, because he doesn't help add any value to the culture. That's just me. He don't. A lot of times he just be saying, I mean, I, I can't get genuine that he said. That's just me. Yeah, and at, at some point, it's just like the corniness got to stop like in the culture, bro. Like, we letting too much, like, go on. And it ain't even – I don't really think it's a lot of the old heads supporting him. It's just like some of the young kids, like – I really wasn't a big supporter of DJ Academics, like, in, when I was in high school or whatever, but it was, like, he was talking about, like, the shit going on with some of my favorite rappers, like, Dirk and all them, mm-hmm. whether it was Herb, you know what I'm saying? And, like, I'll say this. He helped. He helped as far as understand. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but he kind of helped me understand, like, the ins and outs of, like, how Chicago was and, like, you know, the different, uh, how you say, it? like, he helped me understand, you know, 300, 600, and the whole, um, you know, maze of Chicago street gangs and stuff like that. But other than that, I mean, and, and that shit ain't even positive, you know what I mean? I mean, he would report on people getting killed and shit like that. Like, at the end of the day, yeah, I understand, like, this social media shit. You know, it is what it is, but, like, that's somebody's child, bro. And it's like, you obviously don't care about that. Like, he really got rich off of negativity, bro. Still is getting rich. So it's like, damn, like, it make you think, like, is the real niggas ever going to get it? Not even real niggas, like, the real men and the positive dudes, is they ever going to, like, you know, take over again? Because it's like this world run off negativity. I think the thing more so with the, with the positive people is, is people have to really support the positive people because there ain't too really, ain't too many positive influences. Obviously. I mean, of course, we got Dream Champ, we got Rap Radar, but Elliot and Beat Out ain't doing that right now. So, I mean, it's only like a select handful of people that really push positive 
You know, free and talk negative stuff. So, but kids nowadays, they just care about the negatives. I mean, I think my little brother's fans of DJ at the time. I just, the younger generation, they, they, it seems like they don't care about the older stuff, like the street. They don't care about none of that, seems like. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm not going to say the younger generation don't have morals and ethics, but it seems like there's a most on the weaker side. Like, the stuff that we won't do, they'll do. The stuff that we wouldn't say, they'll say. It's, it's just a, it's a lot of pros and cons that come with the, with the newer generation. It's more so having to educate them and, you know, that's when we need real OGs and not just handing out the title OG just because they're older. The ones that's really looking out for the younger kids and the younger artists and all that. Which I think, which I think Nori and the other guys the OGs that really take the guys on their wing and try to teach them, hey man, this, you know, this game don't care about you, just, you know, spit you out. This way you can kill your career in seconds just as fast as you blow up and all that stuff. But I, I DJ, I, I mean, as far as the culture, I don't even consider DJ Academic as part of the culture, in my opinion. That's just me. But everybody gonna have their own views on it. Because I'm also care about the positive stuff. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I like to hear about the negative stuff so I can put, just like when you hear like stuff in certain songs, you're like, what, what do you mean by that? You know, like certain beefs, you, you hear about how they came. Like, oh, okay. It's good to know some of that information, but I don't want to just push. I just want to push that stuff out there. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it's like, with, uh, you know, us being a little bit older now, this younger generation that's younger than us, I think, like, Fame is so like not even fame, just to be a trend nowadays is so obtainable. Like, it's to where your morals go out because all you got to do is make a little video. I seen a dude jumping off a bridge into some cardboard boxes a day, like, just you know what I'm saying, just doing like stupid shit, anything to get on. Kid himself for a, a, a quick moment in history. Now I got a hundred thousand views. What the hell? <laughs> risking their life for some people. That's, that's wild. I ain't knocking nobody back, but that, I mean, risking your life like that, that ain't the way. I mean, it's just kind of like unnecessary at the end of the day because it's like, I mean, people was doing that like when we was younger, but not to this extent, I guess, because you got like, you know, TikTok and whatever. And, and I ain't gonna lie, it does have some positive effects. Like, for example, I seen this dude, he was working at a grocery store, or whatever. And um, he put a song he wrote and, you know, that he made or whatever on his, on a TikTok video. And now he, you know what I'm saying? Now he got a deal or whatever. So it does have some positive effects. But when you get to these guys that, you know, want to be, you know, uh, in skits or whatever, they, they, a lot of these guys is just, I don't know, fame hungry or whatever. They want attention more than just like the recognition. But to the young dudes that's, you know, listening to this or young, even females or whatever, like create a foundation so that when the time comes for you to elevate, you know what I mean? You can sustain and, you know what I'm saying? You can flourish. But if your foundation is just, you know what I'm saying? A little spark, a little trend, you might not last that long, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's a big thing, especially if you're trying to push the culture forward. Like with a lot of these music acts, 
I understand you want to do what's popping. Yes, but if you can't keep the audience here or whatever, I mean, it's kind of like coming to the game for that hot moment and then you just fade out. Right. A lot of people, they, they do, a lot of people want to do music. They want to rap or they want to sing, produce, whatever. Then they realize the only way I can really get my deal or get signed or whatever, I have to do what everybody else is doing. I have to make these types of pop song hit. I have to do all that. But so they sell out their dreams of doing this certain way. So now they just doing that. I mean, it's all about longevity, and you have to figure out and maneuver a way to figure out a way where you can compromise but also remain true to yourself, you know? Right. And I don't think the younger generation think about that. Like, you think about, we see RDC, man, they, them boys, look, look at where they started out of here. Right. And then Mark, they, you know, he considered for playing Bernie Mac. I mean, you think about, they were just doing skits, having fun, trying to get running up the bread with the homies. Now look at them. Everybody love RDC, man. They doing all types of events, doing this and that. It was in J. Cole music, like they make true to themselves. You know, and I think I think that's big when you look at it long term and not just short term. Oh, I want to make I want to get TikTok. See, not wrong get TikTok. I ain't the fun police or nothing, but I'm just what is your end goal? Like what's your like, what's your move? What's your what do you want to do with yourself, you know? Like this we doing right here. I'm thinking long term. So this is long term, but I'm also thinking about the other avenues that we can get into like you know, different stuff. And how do you stay relevant and also remain true to the podcast and the brand? I, I think that's the biggest thing you have to ask yourself when you, you're trying to succeed in life. But with this generation, it's all about all of that, them, them one or two seconds of fame, you know? Yeah. And you know what? Like when you speak on like longevity, I think a lot of times these like young people or whatever, they got kind of got it like misconstrued as far as like, you know, uh, being able to stay relevant. And when I speak about foundations, I speak about like, okay, let's take a music artist for, for instance or whatever. Okay, you can have that little pop song, but like you said, you can flame out in two or three years. The reason, the reason these guys like, you know, whether it be Hove or you know what I'm saying, Cole, or even a guy like T Pain. What what Usher said to T Pain, he said, You ruin music. You know what I'm saying? But the people don't understand the background of T Pain. T Pain can sing his ass off because he has a foundation of actual, you know, talent to where he can act, you know what I'm saying? You have to have a foundation of something to to stay around. If you think you just gonna come in with a hot record or whatever, you know what I'm saying? You it ain't gonna work. Yeah, you got a hot record. You could be on the airway for like two years, and then niggas, niggas be like, Andy, I don't want to play with you no more and drop your ass like Woody. I mean, what you gonna do then? Real talk. <clears throat> um like you see dudes like um what's homie name? Uh What's the dude that made Panda Designer or whatever? Where he at? He's still making music, but you know he not as he not as out there no more. Right, and that's why that's why you know with Coyle Ray, the response she kind of got at Rolling Loud or whatever. That's why I wish like she keep trying to push out these hits and just stay on the billboard. And no, 
take some of them hits. Take like, and it ain't got to be no crazy like long album, man. Do you about nine or ten songs? Do you some, you know, some great music that the fans recognize or whatever. But at the same, oh, oh, and do maybe like two or three songs that they're not familiar with, but maybe they, you know what I'm saying, just to shoot your shot or whatever. But, you know what I'm saying? I think that's why she kind of got a response because she's talented to me. I'm glad you brought that up. Of course, that one clip was circling around when she was dancing on it. And there was another clip where she was like doing her artist, like she wouldn't rap, she doing that vocal. And that, that sounded damn good. Right. But like you were saying, if she's not ready even to pull out like a full project, she could do a little a little EP or something. Like it's all about that's another thing. Speaking of album, because a lot of people can't put together a good body. But let's be honest, I don't care how good a lot of people can't put together like a good 13 album probably or 10. So that's why it's good to start off with the EPs or do something small on a smaller scale. Because Cole Ray, I mean. Even though people joke on it, I mean, the numbers are there, is they not? And she can actually like sing. She can keep a note. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, she she's an artist. Right. Her rapping not on the strong side, of my opinion, but regardless of that, like her vocals and all, I mean, she can she can do it. She just gotta she gotta lock in and just put a little EP or something together, you know, for her fans. You know what I'm saying? See what they feeling. As a matter of fact, that's. I think that's why that's why that's why social media is a good thing in certain answers. You know how Meek Mills posts all them snippers of them hard ass tracks. And I'm like, damn, man, I want that. And then when you're getting feedback from your social media, you're like, okay, they're rocking with this. I'm gonna put this on the project. Well, I'm gonna really see that as a single leading up to the project. I think she needs to do that because I don't think she be posting snippers like that. I don't be seeing no snippers. No, I mean, she. Hmm? She does, but you know what I'll say about that? And I'm glad you said that. A lot of times, bro, I don't even be, I don't even be wanting snippets sometimes. Like, let me, let me get to the album and let me go through because a lot of times what these artists are doing now, these songs be like two minutes and 30 seconds and they playing a minute of the songs. I done heard the song already. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't play the whole damn, just give me like yeah, a, a beat yeah. or something. Instrumental song. Yeah, let me hit a beat drop or something. Don't, I don't want to hit a whole song, but like you were saying, she definitely um she definitely talented, but uh they, they trying to go for home runs instead of like longevity, like you know what I'm saying? Get you like a little album or whatever, get you with you some, you know, some dope producers or whatever, and do like a do like you know, two or three songs where you on your maybe like maybe on your Summer Walker stuff where you got this soothing, you know what I'm saying, love song type of, because you can sing, you know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. she make dope music. She got to get the ball rolling, man. That's the big thing. She got to get the ball rolling. And I think she definitely probably wants to reach out to like certain artists, you know. But she, like you said, I think the producer's going to be the biggest thing because if her production ain't there, it's gonna be harder to make something with nothing, you know what I'm saying? Cause she, she does she have a full body work yet? She has a couple um, older EPs, but they not they more like a, a, you know what I'm saying? They not they not a how you say projects that's been like really uh, you know concentrated, you know what I mean? By actual like great great producers or whatever. Yeah, she ain't even got to get no great, great producers. I mean, she gets some solid producers that 
that can make some some good some good records for you know that fit her vibe for whether it be singing or rapping a little bit of both. I mean, she'll be straight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all it really is, man. Yeah, see, like artists just gotta. I ain't an artist. I mean, I can't can't speak for them. I'm just they just gotta get that ball rolling and stop just trying to get that one. You know that. You know, you know, strike out. You know, you just you just struck out. And it's it's kind of hard to, to be an underground artist, you know, because at that point you got to do all your you paying for everything out of pocket. You you doing your own promo, you doing every like you doing all that. And most people don't want to go that right. You much rather have your your label paying for that stuff, you know. But I think she'll be all right. She just gotta get that project out. Do you think she can last making like pop music? I think she's gonna have to like switch it up, bro. Get like a little bit more sexy, bro. Honestly, like people love pop. Only if she lasts in pop, it'll be because of the white crowd. I'll say that because mm-hmm. you know black folk, we more so we like that R and B rap, hip hop. We like that hip hop. Right. So she could do the pop for a little bit, but she would have to bring it into that R and B. You know, arm like you sing and then you rap sometimes. You know. Do a little bit of both. But like I as far as what I've noticed in the past years, when some people stick in that pop lane, it's because of the white people. Not to say black folk, we don't like pop, but you know, it's just we more we more for rhythm and blues. I think I think she could do it. She just gotta I think we gotta see how this first project be like her first real whenever that's gonna be. Cause I don't even I don't even think I've seen anything about that. I don't know. I'll probably look into that offline, but she'll be all right. I would, I would love to hear her more on like a trap soul vibe. Like, because if you listen to her, because I was kind of conflicted because I didn't know how she was going to sound on the stage or whatever, because I didn't know, you know what I'm saying? Maybe she, you know, her voice wouldn't sound. But when you listen to the little notes and shit she was hitting and how she was getting up there, she sound like pretty good, bro. Yeah, she sounded damn good. She sounded damn good. And that other clip. Yeah, I think. And especially if something like, say like one of these one of these rappers we really rock with heavy, they get her to do like a hook or something. I mean, that's all, that's all she might need too. Like a Ross? Oh, my God. Oh, well, uh, Clark can't beat us. Shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, Ross or somebody get on a hook or something. Speaking of that, I'm ready for his album, too. I know he got some cooked up. Oh, yeah, them snippets he been dropping. Them shits. Whew. All the way back in effect, man. Yeah, I think a lot of these... We, when you really look at the guys that's popping today, you really can tell which one's trying to really work at their craft, and you can see which one's just trying to be the biggest, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like some of them trying to actually work on their craft, whether it be rapping, singing, creating great bodies of work, or trying to curate their project, you know. That, that's, it. that's why I like Murray. Um, I think Murray. I think I think he'll be pretty good at that. Who was? I'm really not catching much. Well, what's her name? 
but but like we always say, I don't think it's a lot of like classic music being made. Like you know what I mean? No, no. music being made. Now is that is that maybe because the month there's more money in for the artists? Excuse me. Is, like, is it more money in like getting those hits and the in the bag off the hits? Is like what you know really gets them paid, or is that is it because they thinking like you know. Uh, I might have to wait to get them like the real money if I, you know, if I really put the time in to make a classical, even, even, you know what I'm saying, get to the point where it is a classic, you know, do they have the, do they think they talented enough to make a classic? You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. I mean, but when you see what artists do, they make a classic, we can tell when a classic is dropped. Because when you listen to that album, it doesn't feel like it feels more like an experience. You know what I'm saying? It's it's an experience, and then it just feels different. Because as soon as that album drops and you really soak it all in, it kind of shifts the game in a way. You know what I'm saying? Like when To Pimp a Butterfly dropped, that shit wasn't it wasn't an album to me. It was it was an experience from track one to the last. I'm like. Damn, and then you see how the game started shifting. Like it was amazing. So when Cole dropped four, amazing. Then you get to Hove 2017 and Big Big Crit dropped a double album. Do you know how many of our favorite rappers can't drop a double album that's good? Right. And then Big Crit showed you the South still here, the lyrical South still. Like production is amazing. Those. Of course, it's hard to tops. When some people drop class, it's hard for them to top it. But I think when you get that classic, it's like, damn. So you've shown us what you can do. Even if you may not hit again, we know what you're capable of. We appreciate this body of work. Right. Like somebody could drop one classic out of 10 albums. I mean, they gave us a classic. I mean, they got some pretty solid projects. But it's like, damn, they was in a bag with this one. And I... Me personally, I wouldn't mind the classic and then solid albums after. You get what I'm saying? I, you ain't got to have four or five classes. If you do, damn good on you. But I'm more so wanting people to put out good bodies of work. If you put out a good body of work instead of just having one good song, I mean, people just save one album off your song. They only play that one song. It's kind of... Uh. I, I think that's the difference between, like, good artists and you know artists with little flames or whatever artists who gonna last forever like the great artists they gonna take you to where they from like i ain't never been to california ever but kendrick lamar like listening to songs like even with his first album average joe bro when he talked like certain stuff like that like with a uh, game the documentary uh too like that locked me in that took me to la like yeah I think great, great, great things are like euphoric. They give you like a, a, <clears throat> a high feeling. You know what I mean? It's an experience. Right. Like even from, from his intro, you know what I'm saying? But it's, I think, I don't know, man. I I think the music industry done robbed us of like ever getting classics. If you're not a certain uh, person or whatever, like, Cause you know, back in the day, you could get classics from people that wasn't, you know, top tier. 
And now it's like, if you ain't on that upper echelon of of legendary status, you're probably not really able to drop a classic album. You think you just think about the nineties, early two thousands. We was getting classics from the R and B side and rap side back to back months or years. Like it was, it wasn't just drop offs like now. It's like anytime I think of a classic that's dropped recently, anyways, it the first ones that come to mind is the Hove and um, Crit. That's twenty seventeen. What that four years ago? Right. I mean, we got some guys like Conway. I mean, King to a God. Some people say it's classic. I mean, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it some more time before I yeah, it, it, hop on that train. And that album was amazing, but it, I don't think it's like, man, I don't think it's classic. It didn't shift. It didn't have that shift. Yeah, me. man, and that's what that's the most aggravating thing. Like, hmm. Like everything has this mixtape vibe to it. It's like I don't know. I mean, nowadays, I know who to look for a classic from, which it is. It sounds crazy to say, but it's like I feel like Cole or Kendrick can give me a classic any any time they feel like dropping. You know what I'm saying? It's like okay, you know, but I don't really be looking at everybody else to drop. To come out of left field with like a damn classic, just damn, what is this? my guy? I ain't, I ain't felt that in a minute, truthfully. I ain't be some damn good albums out here, don't get me wrong. Like, it be some damn good album, album of the years for me, all that. I ain't, I don't know. When classics hit, it's just a different feel. It's just, it's instant. And it's so, I don't know, it's bittersweet. I, got, I just can't explain it. Right. But it's something, like you said, the music industry has robbed some of it. But for the most part, I know most of the artists I listen to anyways, they're going to they gonna remain on the same course they are and just try to give us the best body of work. Because it seems like now the newer generation don't care too much about body work. We didn't say it. It's more so just by having the biggest record on Billboard 24-7. I don't even care about billboard. I don't care about none of that. I just care about bodies of work, anything. I'm gonna I'm gonna get an off season a, a little more time, man. But that I listen to that junk full, like, like, like a few times. I said, okay, this, this might be. Now I'm gonna say this: if the off season, if the off season was that, like you got people call that like a, a classic or whatever. And I, I don't think J. Cole really get the respect he deserved, bro, with his uh, projects or whatever, you know, him producing and everything. But man, if if that's just the if that's just the offseason nigga to fall off, shh. Oh my god. The fall off gonna be crazy. Cause he know because he know what he's doing. He's trying to put out the best stuff for his fans, you know, and for himself. So and he talking about taking a hiatus after the, after the um, fall off. I mean, so you know he want to leave on a, on a good note until he feel like making music again. But it's, but ain't too many people 
that's just gonna drop a project and I'm gonna just automatically run to it because of that factor. They may have a few cool songs I like, but it's it's tough. I tell you that. It's like with some of the R and B acts. They don't they don't hit like they used to anymore either. I mean, we got some we got some good R and B artists though. But they just not I don't know. I don't know if the love missing or what it is or something. It just... I think it's because these higher-ups know that they, these higher-ups and, and these people that's getting these artists to sign these deals or whatever, they understand that their money going to come from them hits, bro. Which is understandable, but it, it hurt the fan at the end of the day. Yeah, that's why, that's why I like certain artists because they may not have a hit like 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 super big hit, but if they drop a classic album and they get like some traction, or if they drop a single that pop, like Pimp Butterfly drop, Kendrick drop, I for a single, did he drop all right or did all right blow up when the album came out? I forget, but I remember he dropped I. Hey, like, damn, okay, let me hit it. Then he go, he dropped the album. Then you get all right, they playing all right everywhere. They playing that shit at Rally. He had all these records blow up, but he know he gonna make more of it on tour because when you make a, an amazing body of work and you know you got a big fan base, you know you got a big, you got a loyal fan base and you got that great body of work, you tour and you make sure you go everywhere you can. You gonna make all that money back you spent on the album and then some. So, I mean... It's most of what these artists really want to do. If they if they pass this music, I feel like they're gonna try their best to give us great albums. And even if it's not a classic, if you make a great album, you got a little, and you go on tour. I mean, it might be a little harder now with COVID, and shit, but touring is definitely gonna get them that money that they may not get for having that number one single on bill. You know what I'm saying? So. Because I mean, that's a big reason why some artists didn't drop last year because they want to be able to tour because that's when they really making that money going to Europe, right. going to Brazil, going to all these different places. But I don't know. I'm hoping we get, it'd be nice to get some of those, these younger cats that really care about body work. And I know Corday. It like he working on his album right now. He getting ready to possibly drop next year. It seems like he may be one of the few guys that actually care about body mm-hmm. work. We'll see. I think he'll do. I think he got have a pretty good sophomore album because the first album he dropped was pretty dope. Nothing too crazy, but I want some, I want some classic shit, man. I mean, classic. Truthfully, I don't. But you talking about R and B or like rap? Which both? Shit, we may, we may get Carolina could drop a classic album. I think her next album will be. She got Missy Elliott producing some albums on some songs, so I, I think that could be a classic. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm about to say. She she probably definitely will have a classic. When I seen some of the people she was in the studio with, not. Hey man, I tell you what. 
Jasmine drop a, drop album of the year, and then all right, okay. As far as rap, I don't I don't know if we're gonna give us a classic. I mean, if it ain't Con with Benny Westside, I mean, I really don't. I mean, some other guy dropped some dope projects, but it don't be nothing close to to me from the color of the class. Because if it ain't shifting the game, or like, you know, if it ain't making niggas go hop in the booth, I mean, is it really a class? Yeah, and people be wondering why we be listening to old shit, because old shit be having, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I thought with some of the new shit, like, you know, a lot, of, a lot of these new cats is fire, but that old shit ain't nothing like a like a classic album, like Head to Toe just, ugh. Nigga, I almost slipped and fell in the bathroom this morning listening to Blueprint, bro. Like, I was in there jumping around, bro. My, uh... My toe hit the uh, side of the tub. <laughs> if your music, if your music don't make me do that, then um, see, think about that. We so comfortable going back to old stuff. We could just hit play. We ain't got to hit certain track. We could just hit play and let it run through the whole album. Like nowadays, we can't. We can hit play, but we might skip a few tracks. Not to say we don't deal with the older stuff. But it's certain albums that we listen to that's like, damn, man, I ain't. Because the transitions are there, you know. It's come on, man. Like you said, Blueprint, the ruler's back, and then he going to like, come on, dog. You start the album off like, come on, man. Like I do be listening to some of the newer stuff, like cause some of the stuff is dope. But it ain't nothing like. Ain't nothing like listening to some Biggie Smalls or some Tupac. It's, Cause I can listen to all them songs and it just, it's some feel good raps, but it's also some dope ass production, some classic albums. And bro, like even with Life After Death, but even the songs he was just like, bullshitting. you nasty boy, you like, even with that, that's a class. Like, I don't know, man. See, they care about the crowd. They don't care so much about the craft now. It's more so just about getting that one song. Staying on Billboard for 50 weeks. Oh, you See, know what I'm saying? This is what we need to get on Rap Radar, man. <laughs> rap Radar. Shut up, LA and be down there. I got a bone to pick with the music industry, man. Real shit. I mean, it, it's really nasty behavior because it'd be some dope artists in here. They want to make their own shit. And then the director label won't fund them to do that. Come on, man. Could you imagine you get signed? And you say, okay, I'm ready to get to work. Let's make this album. They're like, no, we're not doing that. You get us a single, and that's it. We'll work on the album later. The fuck? Yeah, even Hope, even Cole would say this. He would say, Hope, no, it's time to work on the album, but at the same time, I need that single. You know what I'm saying? But that shit, I don't know, man. That's that shit aggravating. That's some nasty behavior, man. You want to make your, you want to make something that you know you like. My boy Tyler Crater, man. His first couple of drunks that he made it, they was cool. 
But then he's starting to get into his own bag of stuff. He actually loved when I look at him. My nigga was on BT Award. I mean, I don't care about the BT Award, but my boy's in commercials. Like, he making music. When somebody making something they love, or they love doing something, they do it with effort. Like, they do it with no effort. It's easy. It's like they know that stuff like the back of their damn hand. Like Kanye back in the day. You had Kanye some songs. Hey, brother, can you flip this? Can you flip that? No problem. Kanye didn't produce so many damn songs. Classic beats. Doing that like the like he know the back of his hand. He loved doing that. Then you get into these other record label deals. It's like, eh, we don't like that. We ain't gonna do that. You do this though, we'll we'll think about that. I couldn't imagine being a producer artist and I get signed and they won't let me do what I want to do until I give them some some hippity bop, some bush, you know. I just I just couldn't do it. I think that's why some artists try to go indie, but the only thing about being independent, you gotta do a lot of groundwork. You have to do a lot of like think about Nipsey. A lot of groundwork. But them, them latter years, and then we get victory lap, a nomination, he didn't get it, but the ball was damn sure rolling for him to come out and drop some, some heat. Right. R.P. Nipsey Hussle. So, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing, the artist versus the music industry. And the music industry makes it so damn hard for artists now that Make it or do what they want to do. That shit sad. And now he's giving niggas advances. And niggas blowing the advances. Now they ain't got no money for this, man. Shit crazy. Man, that shit is fucked up. I mean, we, I mean, we could have seen this day coming. Man. This is why it should be. This is why our culture is important. It needs to be just for us. We're making exclusive to all these whiteies and devils and all this shit. We let niggas in, in, in sports coach tell us what they're like, bro, come on, man. Nigga can't skip a hung, but I can tell you you can't do this. My God. Mm-hmm. Niggas up here ain't play the lick of basketball on a team, but uh, oh, you shouldn't do that. All these sports analysts like, hey, oh, he's not that good. He's not that clutch. Nigga, you played high school ball. You averaged point two points per game. People is funny, dog. I, I'm, it just don't make sense to me, but it is what it is. Boy, when Jalen Rose called out Skip Bayless, nigga, that shit was classic. Like, what is Skip? Okay, Skip played basketball. But he ain't do nothing. You haven't made it to college. You didn't play pro. You didn't go overseas. How are you gonna sit here and talk about this nigga, this nigga tweets about LeBron at 12 o'clock in the morning? That's some sick shit, bro. Nigga, I do the show at like five o'clock in the morning. Nigga, I here debate MJ's Space Jam versus LeBron. What the fuck? What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> bro, that's disgusting. Then he up here tweeting about all Lagone and Lagone this Lagone. Bro, that's disgusting. We have all these sports analysts on TV that don't know shit about sports, obviously. 
man. It's, it's nasty. When the music industry, a lot of those execs have not been in the music industry. They haven't made a beat, haven't sang a song, haven't written. So they don't know anything about it. A lot of sports analysts have not played any sports. But they've been talking all this smack with other people. Okay. A lot of politicians ain't went through shit and lived in the suburbs all their life. Don't know shit about black, but know shit about the Hispanics. Don't know shit about nobody. Just think about it. All these public figures don't know shit about nothing. What you was gonna say though? No, I was gonna say a bunch of people who think they're right about everything, and that's what that's what that's the people we need to get rid of. The people that think they know everything, bro. People that's never wrong. People that's people that's joking and talking about millionaires and talking shit about millionaires and shit like that, calling them trash. Nigga, it ain't even five hundred players in the NBA, and you calling somebody trash, nigga. They they may be trashing them, but I tell you, they kick ass on the court. <laughs> the last nigga, the last bro, Phil Handy, one of the assistant coaches on the Lakers. That nigga come to Harrison Cable and give us fifty. He give us thirty, give us fifty, but he give he he get buckets though. The last nigga on the bench, bro, nigga Quinn Cook. That's the thing. People forget these niggas professional at the end. That's to get there is not easy. It's not a cakewalk. Oh, he just cool trash. Oh, cool bud. Oh, get that nigga up out of here. Okay, cool's maybe all those things give you day. He's still a champion at the end of the day. And again, and on top of that, he was in college. He played college ball. Like, what if did y'all niggas play college ball? Oh no, I ain't. I right, did. I could have went out. Could have should have worked. He made it. He made it to NBA. Come on, man. People are saying they're right. That's six. I ain't gonna tell you that. Like, no, that's, that's a lot of people' problem, bro. Like <clears throat> they don't know how to enjoy greatness. Like you know what I'm saying? Like they don't know how to enjoy greatness. Like you comparing Levar Ball and what? Damn, what was that shit? He was comparing the nigga. We was he was comparing Levar Ball and uh, Giannis' dad. Somebody dead. The man died years ago. You comparing him to LeVar Ball. Like, why you just – we just can't celebrate both of them. A lot of nigga shit going on out here. First and foremost, LeVar, LeVar Ball is a genius. I don't care if he did. I mean, he may go about stuff the wrong way. His kids is paid for life. Regardless yeah. if they make it, to, make it in the NBA or not. Jello may not touch a court again in the NBA, which I seen some he probably will be in summer league, but still, that brother might not make it back to the NBA no more. He still got paid for life. He's good. LeVar Ball did all that stuff for entertainment. That's all that shit is. Ain't like those sports, those sports um team you was talking about anyway, anything anyway. Them people ain't played in the NBA. They analysts. Oh wow, yeah. Oh, he 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 stunk it up all this and that. He go LeVar Ball, I'll beat you in a one-on-one. That's entertainment. And guess what? He all over YouTube, all yeah, LeVar Ball thing, beat the brutal one-on-one. But think about it. Everybody knows the ball family. Man, him and his kids was on WWE, was that Monday Night Raw or SmackDown? Mm-hmm. His kids are paid for life. 
we talking about give credit to the Antetokounmpo's, all the days. No, they made it. It's good for them. But regardless of they make the NBA or not, the Raw Ball, they set for life. They got a TV show. They got the brand, even if they don't like the brand, whether or not. They still can get the earnings from it. Like, this, this goes back to longevity. He went just there for the moment. Long term, LeVar Ball, LeVar Ball, anytime you see him, like, not in the limelight, he seemed like a cool dude. I don't know if he is or not, but he's he, he very intelligent. He knows what the hell he's doing. So, man's very smart. That's how I look at it. You just got to compare motherfuckers, man. That shit lame, bro. Facts. I can understand comparing some every now and then, but bro, you comparing every damn. Come on, man. Like people that don't even know you exist, like that shit nasty. Mm-hmm. Well, there's some sick things out here, man. So I'm not surprised. What you, what you, what you, uh, what we had next on the docket, man? Uh, the baby. Oh, the baby. Carolina's very own, so shout out to the baby, man. But I don't know, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna diss him or nothing like that and say he shouldn't have said it, but he's a grown ass man. But. I think maybe what sealed the coffin as far as like him losing his brand deals and all that is when he tried to backtrack. The baby said something about gay people at Rolling Loud or whatever. He said to all the people that ain't like sucking dick in the uh, in the uh, parking lot or whatever. Or some shit like that. And who ain't got AIDS and shit. And that really ticked a lot of people off because we might be in one of the most sensitive uh, eras like ever, if, the, if not the most sensitive era ever. So, like, a lot of people don't want to work with him. People taking him off songs and shit. And to put icing on the cake, guess who Guess who was his tag team mate? Like, guess who was his teammates? Clifford Harris, who's facing a, a what's, that shit, what's that shit called? A kidnapping charge and a sex trafficking charge. Who else was it? Um, Nasty charges. Who is what's that nigga name? The little short nigga. Um Toy Lanes. That nigga got a charge for shooting a damn near attempted murder. He shot one of the biggest female rap stars, not even female, one of the biggest rap stars in the foot, allegedly. And he don't want coming to your defense. That's like, that's like if somebody's I stabbed somebody. I stabbed a white woman, and OJ be like, he ain't do it. I'm like, shit, crazy. I'm like, what? And it was somebody else coming to his defense. Who was it? Um, Boosie. Boosie, uh, Boosie bad ass. Boosie ain't got his Instagram right now. Because Boosie don't listen. And I understand other people posting nigga pictures, but you got to understand, nigga, you black. So, of course, they're going to have their antennas up for you. But that was the third person coming to his defense. That ain't a, that ain't a pretty good, you know, 
And then you got one of the Beatles saying there's no place in the music industry for homophobia. Elton John. This shit is over, man. People not going, people not going rock with him because gay and, and all that LGBTQ, all that's that's the new minority, but even though I don't equate being gay with being black, of course, they ain't even close. But they trying to make that a minority, bro. Hey, John again, that's crazy. You niggas is taking him off songs, he losing brand deals. It's just and then for Tory Lane to get on Twitter and say that ain't no such thing as the cancel culture. It's just a few people tweeting and all that. Why would you like why would you I don't know, man? Hey, bro, he's surrounded by idiots, dog. I don't know, man. These niggas. What? But what? My thing. What was the point of even saying that? Like getting on stage and saying like, "All oh, people ain't sucking dick," and like you don't even gotta say that. For what? And then on top of it, he did it at Rolling Loud. Rolling loud, that seventy-five percent of that crowd. Isn't that California? I think they did it in Miami this year. Okay. I'm not gonna say this the exact number of how many people in that crowd are gay or trans or none of that. A large majority of that rolling loud crowd is almost gay, that. bisexual. You know, you know that that's just their crowd. They love to have fun. I mean, and for him to get up there and say it, and I. He had to have known that that crowd was mainly that. He had to. Then you bring out Tory Lanez that he was already getting backlash for on social media. That's why they threw a shoe at you. And then you just dropped this music video. Then you had a message at the end that wasn't an apology. Like it was, it, man. She looking bad, I tell you that. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like a few of Bruh's songs. I mean, it's, price might be going down. Price of the brick might be going down. This is a value, man. And this is stop. And this was a stop. Then you better sell. <laughs> shit, that's hell no. Shit, fifty cent was an OG. Why fifty? That would have been like nigga. Okay, first of all, let's think about fifty the minutes. Come on now. Think about think about fifty dog. You, you think fifty gonna get up and roll it loud and say that? Hell no, fifty smart. Fifty is very calculated. Let's be honest here. Fifty is a minute. He's very calculated. But man, I don't, I don't know. We we are really seeing his demise be televised. You know what I'm saying? Like it's. Cause when they have like two was rolling out like two days ago, I think that was like two days ago. You know, yeah, two days. So we're gonna see what they do tomorrow. Hell, shit. It keep doing stuff. Yeah, that was man. That's yeah, it. Ain't looking too hot. He definitely fucked up, man. But hey, yeah, a lot of his fans was. Part of that community, I just don't. Just, 
pointless. Yeah. It was kind of pointless to say. I mean, I don't know, man. He fucked up when he apologized. And never, when you say something like that and you get backlash, you got to stand on your square. If Toy Lanes was to come out and say, I apologize that I shot that girl, it'd be over with. No more shows. Holy no shit. He's standing on his square. I ain't shoot her. I ain't shoot her. I ain't shoot her. Why ain't got no evidence? See, he's standing on his square. The baby, he got damn apologized. So now you guilty if you apologize. No, stand on your square. Yo, Tori apologized. Twitter will be in shambles. Holy shit. <laughs> that nigga going to jail. He, nigga, he about to go to jail now. Uh, yeah, did you hear how you about to go to jail? I ain't hear nothing else about it. Did, oh, you talking about the restricted um that's restraining order? Yes. I seen something about it, but I ain't really ain't read because I was I was like, damn, Meg showed did perform. Meg was looking good too, by the way. I was like, damn, she sure was there. Damn. Her brother violated the restraining order and went on stage performing the song and then backed up home in that bottom of That's crazy. These niggas ignorant, man. Yeah, they lock his ass. <laughs> if. We ain't got no homies, bro. This nigga ain't got no friends. If this, if he don't, if he get <laughs> <laughs> hey, if he get locked up for violating the restraining order and not for shooting her, bro, that's gonna look great. Like, why you? You supposed to look even worse, and you backstage with her. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> they ain't gonna be held to the trial. <laughs> <laughs> but they ain't gonna give him no bond, bro. No. Nigga hold his ass to the trial now. For real, bro. This... <laughs> this nigga stupid, man. Man, he reminded me of that. Cause I saw that. I saw somebody. Damn, that's wow. I tell you what, let me see Tory Lane's got arrested for that. I tell you that. What the fuck? Oh, what, oh. Nigga, bro? what an idiot. Man. No common sense, bro. No common sense. But my thing is, he ain't got no manager. Be like, Tori, don't fucking go back there, man. He ain't got nobody to say that shit. They PR team, he manages it. Well, I don't know. They, they are non-existent at the moment. Because they PR team and managers. Right? I tell you what, if I was a man, I just, if I was a man, I'd just quit. This <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> We losing endorsement deals. We losing this. Dumbass. They just ignorant, man. Just fucking morons. Could you imagine being somebody managing they just imagine you the baby manager? He get on my ball, y'all out there. And I see like, bro. Oh my God. I'd attack his ass on the street. Did something, nigga. Shut the fuck up. Cut the mic off when he's like. And then you got the nerve to back. Don't when you say something like that, nigga. Don't backtrack. Because what it do is when you stand on your square, it make people believe like, okay, he actually believing this, so it must be some type of uh, 
something morally, you know, that's that's making him stand on this. Like, so we gotta it keep people on their toes. Like, shit, we gotta figure out what it is. But you just say that shit and then backtrack, nigga. That's just like, like with Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby, like he didn't want to go to that class or whatever. No, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying. I understand it. Like he didn't want to go to the class. He said, "Fuck it, I ain't do that shit. I'm gonna stand on my square." But shit, teachers on man. I don't fucking know. Teachers fucking on. All these boys. Anything else you want? Nigga, toy going to prison. <laughs> this motherfucker. Nigga, he little as hell too. Just think about all these artists that's making money and just fumble. Nigga, Tory, Tory bag, he had quarantine rated and that shit. Man, we didn't send a lot of rappers and artists go over to go to prison in the past couple of years. That shit was sent to jail. But it ain't like, can we really can we blame this on this something we can't blame on the uh, on the powers that be? You can't blame this on the white man. This is just you. Oh, you talking about them? Yeah, I mean, if you making money, you would never put yourself in that position to to make your whole family lose. In my opinion, that's me. If I was in the streets, which I never been, fam, I would never compromise my bag that's feeding my family. Like, come on, man. Like, you got to cut certain. You got to cut certain people off, dog. So they messing up your bag and where your family, come on, can't, can't, can't keep up. But what my thing is, you can't even, how can you even understand the Meg situation, like the Meg and Tory situation? Because it's like, if if somebody's sitting there saying I'm doing some shit, I would get on social media. I would not every day, but after the shit, I'd be like, I did not shoot that girl. I'm gonna go on live and I'm be like, Meg, tell them who shot you. Tell them who shot you now. I'm not, I'm not like I would have been like that, bro. Oh, I'm gonna let the legal, I'm gonna let the justice system. Oh, bro. I'm real guilty, my G. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. Hey, a girl ever accused me of some bullshit, I will never say. I'm gonna let Justin and my lawyers take hell no. Hell no. You know how guilty that's some white man to say. <laughs> I'm gonna let the justice system tell I'm gonna do that to Like, bro, what? Mm-hmm. Crazy. Hey, that's why I stand on that. He did that shit. <laughs> he, it ain't funny, but he did that shit. <laughs> and whatever they say he did, he did that shit. <laughs> Cause my thing, why would she even? Why would she even like keep saying that he? I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. This nigga, bro, what's wrong with this nigga, man? And then on top of that, you go to rolling loud. You know what? You got to restrain it. She got to restrain it all against you for her safety. You go there for a damn concert. 
Man. She backstage somewhere getting dressed or doing whatever. This nigga out here before. What the fuck? Lord have mercy. Hey, I'll tell you what, y'all gonna rappers go to jail. They keep thinking, acting like this. I'll tell you that. And a lot more gonna lose the bag, too. The fucked up opportunity shit. Mm. Oh, damn, I'm going to waste some money. Oh, well. Anything else you want to get to, man? That's bad. That's, that's hilarious. Man, just fucking, I don't know. Just fucking think. I don't. Niggas ain't got no brain. <laughs> <laughs> Tori saw a name with a roll like, I got to go. I got to go tell you, drop this right <laughs> You know what I'm gonna, you know what the name of this episode is? <laughs> Yo, you know what the name of this episode gonna be? Common sense ain't comic. These niggas are retarded. I hate these, uh, excuse me, these niggas was mentally challenged. Yo. <laughs> Tori saw Meg name. Hey, the baby, can you point this on? That boy got stretched pants. That boy got stretched pants. <laughs> <laughs> Toy ain't gonna last, man. He ain't gonna fucking last. Oh, I don't understand how you get a restraining order. Then you go to. You know she's gonna be in the same state. I don't. I can't even comprehend how he thought. See, he up here worried about the baby, so he's worried about that hell. What the fuck? <laughs> he worried about the wrong thing. Like, they trying to make a scene like, oh, he with me, nigga. I'm riding with him, nigga. Fuck her, like, type shit. And now this nigga finna go to jail. He, he about to lose all his endorsements, and this nigga finna go to jail. <laughs> but that just adds on to the case already pending. Like, what the f- now, think about this. They bring it up in court when Meg Trump said uh, he he also broke the restraint. Like, bro, what? So the judge. So, uh, Mister Mister uh, Lane. So you you went to Rolling Loud knowing that you had a hundred yard uh, restraining order with Miss uh, Megan, right? What he gonna say? It's nothing he can say. Hell, common sense ain't coming, bro. But hey, <laughs> I'm ass nigga. I ain't gonna do this. Like, oh my god, dog. We got to lay down for a little bit, man. Shit, fuck it. Lord have mercy. We're doing, man. We're doing. Uh, no, we good. Yeah. I don't know. We good. I don't know. Hell, yeah.
Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like society as a whole, we do. <laughs> we got a restraining order, and and already got a case pending, waiting waiting for a trial, and you're gonna break the restraining order for a, a lousy song. <laughs> Oh my God. You think we laughing? Uh, white folk laughing at me. Oh my God. I do say, yeah, that guy's fucked. <laughs> yeah, he's done. <laughs> got him. But my thing is, you go to Miami, right? It's a plane ride you got to take over there. So on the plane ride, ain't nobody thinking, well, she is one of the biggest artists in the world. She might be there. It don't matter. It don't matter if you're not even trying to be by her. You cross her path, niggas. You know what I'm saying? Oh, playing right. Man, Tori knew he was there. She was there, man. I know what he's doing. Come on, dog. Yeah, man, but I appreciate the support, man, from all us, from all our followers, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man, really appreciate it, man. Y'all continue to stay safe out here in these, in, these, in, this, in these streets, man, you know, with the pandemic going on still. Continue with your mask. Don't listen to the CDC, of course, because they can't make a damn mind themselves, you know. If you want to get the vaccine, be safe about do research on which vaccine you're going to take. Don't get that shit. Don't get that shit, man. Motherfucker, 45,000 people have died in three days. But if you do partake in this, in this vaccination, make sure you do research on which ones you do get because you do take a risk of having some permanent damage done if you do take it, you know, whether it be lung damage or heart. You know, so be very careful with the vaccine. <clears throat> continue to pray for those. Continue to pray for your family members you know, that you don't hear from, you know, the loved ones, the one you actually care about, you know. Continue to pray for your enemies as well. They wonder they wake up and get the head out of the office, you know what I'm saying? But um, peace, positive, and love to all y'all, you know what I'm saying? Anything else you got? No, it's forever peace and love, man. Um, we gonna have... Uh... You know, some merch uh, out that y'all gonna see on our social media or whatever at Don't Sleep On You. That's D O N T S L E E P O N dot U on Instagram. Um, Yeah, man. So just stay tuned. We finna get very busy. Um, The world is kind of opening back up. I hope it don't close down again, but either way, we still gonna be out here with our mask on and shit. So, um, you know. We definitely, uh, you know, ready to get it popping. You know, continuing to grow, continuing to learn. Um, you know, always open to, to doing business with uh, and collab with other people. So we definitely, you know, gonna be doing more of that. Uh, yeah, y'all gonna see a lot more of us. So just stay tuned, and we just appreciate everybody just you know really rocking with us and showing love, and you know, very appreciative, man. So, thank y'all. Come on, man. It's all Till next time.
Peace.